This is the Game Gestures Gaming Update Podcast. Here with our special episode 10. We've made it all the way through to 10 now. And we've got quite a bit of news to go through with you. So we're here with uh, your hosts, Angrod and Shamrock, as usual. So we have a few things, touching on some old games, some betas, and we're going to touch on some new topics that are going on now. So we're going to dive in here really quick with what's been going on with the new and really old game that just is getting... it. Just had a spin-off story, and now in the summer, it's coming out with a whole new reboot of it. And a lot of you, if you were the whole 90 Kid meme all over again, if you were born in the 90s, you'll remember this one really well, but it was Neopets. So let's jump in with, uh, they, they just came out with um, a little side story, came out just, I believe, the 17th it was, um... What was the name? It, Leg- it was Neopets Legends and Letters. It's a side spin-off story, just like a little story game. And then I believe it was summer. We don't have the official date yet of when it comes out, but there'll be the Neopets reboot. So what do you think I was about hearing, this? I was hearing July for this. I was hearing July, July 2019. Because I did just read an article on this and uh, they were... The thing is, uh, well, here's the main thought. Uh, I think it's going to interest, first of all, Neopets is going to be 20 years old this year, which wow. to me, like, I, like I, it blows my mind because I can't believe, like, I look back and think, wow, I really was on Neopets 18 years ago. And yeah, time yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, I spent so much time and energy just on that side. So I think for 90s kids and early 2000s kids, it's going to be wonderful. And I think those that's probably the target demographic. Now, I know they did say as far as the whole thing, they're going to be slowly eliminating the actual Neopets website. They're gonna, they said they're going to try to, they're going to mostly be converting your existing data and moving it over to the mobile platform. So eventually the whole website will kind of just be kind of, I guess, a promotional tool for the app. It does At make sense that they want to be shutting, if they're coming out with the app, they want to shut down the website and move on. And the apps are easier to manage than the websites nowadays. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because now, uh, especially when the most of their traffic is going to be from the app. A lot of people aren't, if you look, I don't even know if Club Penguin is still a thing, to be honest with you. And I know that for a while was big, but I don't know if that's even a website anymore. Because that was kind of like the... the uh, the 2010s version of Neopets, if you will. So, yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm going to try it out. I'm definitely going to try it out. I'm going to neglect my Neopets like I did back in the past. Nothing is going to change and it's going to. I mean, you know? maybe the first month I'll dive in really hard and then I'll realize, well, yeah, this was fun, but we'll, we'll know. Maybe they'll spice well, it up a bit. Let me rephrase that though. If they have the same games they had back in the day, I haven't been on it in ages, so I know there was games I was addicted to. There was one that was like kind of like a snake knock, a snake knockoff, and uh, there was like the the weekly contest, which was like better than you, where you had to try to get like the highest score. And then there was one with like these little uh, balloons or bombs that you had to burst. Those were the ones I was addicted to. I don't know if you remember any of those or if you had a favorite game on there, but those are mine. If they include those, I am sold. <laughs> I do. I don't remember them all. I kind of remember them. I remember there was one. It was like a combat-like one. You go through these levels fighting using your own Neopet to fight through the level. But I can't remember anything else about it. It's been too long now. 
Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if it holds up to the test of time, or if it ends up being a a big flop. I guess we'll see. But you know, that's to be determined in the summer. I know some people are looking forward to it. A lot of people aren't very happy with the spinoff game right now because they want the main game. So people want it. So we'll see how it does. But uh, I don't know. Well, it's only time will tell. Yeah. But, so I mean, moving on from oh, unless you had something else no, to no. add to that. No, I was moving on too. I'm just okay. So say moving on from Neopets yeah. there. <laughs> just a little update here about anyone who's been keeping up and following with Elder Scrolls, um, their Skyrim game. They're they're not done with it yet. They had oh, it. God. They remastered it. They brought it out. They keep doing more things. Now they're coming out with um a big mod for it, allowing it to be Skyrim online allowing you to enter the world of Skyrim with eight players and go through, which would be highly interesting to see how that will work out. But the Why modders, don't they just do a mobile game at this point? Skyrim, uh, I mean, Skyrim, well, uh, Skyrim they, Go. They, they saw <laughs> they saw how uh, Blizzard did with their mobile game, so they, they know better. But maybe like a Pokemon Go type game with Skyrim. Nah, they, they, they know better to avoid early April Fool's jokes. Uh, but that was funny because it was an April Fool's joke, but it ended up being one of the biggest games of all time, mobile games of all time. So that funny how that works. But yeah, so that's just it for the the beta will come out for the Skyrim online soon, but they're having problems with it and it's expected to come out a little after the beta, but they don't have a set date yet because they're still the modders are still working on it and they're still having a little trouble. It turns oh, out turning a game into online is actually a lot of work. Well, you know, I'm glad you actually mentioned that because speaking of online and bad betas, we had two betas that happened over the course of the last weekend. We had um, Dead or Alive 6 beta. I don't know if you had a chance to play that or not. It wasn't terrible. Uh, There was some slight lag issues uh, because, you know, you do have the whole when you have the the whole peer to peer kind of thing. Lag is going to be a big thing, especially in betas. Uh, but the game played well enough. That was a good one. It didn't. Uh, it wasn't terrible. It looked great. And it played well. Just some small lag issues. I didn't have problems with that one. The one I had problems with, the Jump Force beta that was this weekend. Ah, uh, yes. Another one I missed out on. Uh, yeah, it was supposed to still be going on. There was supposed to be another testing time tonight and tomorrow. But they actually... Uh, Bandai was like, no, we, uh, we're going to have to delay it because basically what had happened was a lot of people were having issues getting connected to a match. Uh, the online was completely overloaded and uh, there was major lag issues for that. And a lot of people are complaining about it, but I don't think they understand the whole point of a beta is to get these bugs worked out. That's what I go through every time with a beta that comes out like this to say, this is the point to see that it has this problem before launch mm. and be like, oh, now we know we got to fix this. And that's the whole purpose of it. So that's good. Now they can see what they need to fix. And well, that's what I was saying. With, with Dead or Alive, they didn't have that many issues. So that was almost pretty much at the point where it's ready to go. Minus a couple of lag issues that they got to fix with, you know, it's a big input lag for some of the early matches. But that was mostly okay. But with the uh, with this Jump Force beta, it was kind of the complete opposite. And uh, I think Bandai, they realized that, so they took down it because they knew the online was just not working out. They said that they are going to you know, look into a fix for it and relaunch the beta in the near future. So they will see what they can improve on, which is good. 
which is exactly what the point of a beta is. And I think people need to realize that before they jump down these companies' throats and be like, your game is shit. No, it's, yeah. this is what the point of a beta is. So, yeah. Yep. And, um, oh, there was only one other beta that I wanted to bring up now that I was thinking about it. It was the... Well, I don't know if this is really... I don't know if this is what this classifies beta. Black Ops 4 Blackout Battle Royale is free from, you know, this week to, uh, to the 24th. Yeah, I guess that could count as here. Yeah, that's... I mean, I, I don't know if it counts. It's technically not really a beta, but I guess, you know, they're inviting you to get on board with it. So maybe in demo, more of a demo category. But I mean, but, uh, I might, I might see that one. It's surprising how Call of Duty is still way up there. And like it just came out November, I think, and it stole the most sold game of 2018. Yeah, that's great. It, it, it's got, it's, it's, you know, people come back to it for one reason or another. I'm not a fan myself. It doesn't do much for me, but people come back to it and it's got appeal. So they know what they're doing with it. That's that's pretty much all I can say about that. But yeah. you know, going from betas, we were talking about Jump Force. Uh, as you know, in Jump Force, there are Dragon Ball Z characters. Yeah. So, yeah, so now I know you have some Dragon Ball news to share as well as I have some Dragon Ball news to share. My Dragon Ball news is basically I know there was a new game that was launching... Uh, this got actually this belief got leaked back in October in like a Japanese magazine, as a lot of these things do get leaked that way. Uh, Dragon Ball Z card game, which is coming to Switch, it's called Super Dragon Ball Heroes World Mission, comes out on April 5th to Switch and PC. No news on Xbox One or PS4. It is a card game, so you know, depending how the thing is with that Dragon Ball Z card game, like the actual if you play the trading card game. It is hugely popular. If you go to the comic stores and the gaming stores where they do those little card, you know, meetups, <laughs> yeah. that's one that's being played a lot. So I don't know. I don't know how it's going to do, but I know you had some Dragon Ball Z news as well to share. So what do you got for that? Yeah, mine's with the uh, the Dragon Ball Fighter Z game that came out a little while ago. So they're bringing it. They constantly keep adding updates, bringing new characters in. And now the big one that they're hinting at that people have been really big news is they're bringing fighters from Universe Eleven to come into the game now. There's guess maybe it might be uh, Jiren or Topa or something, but they, we we don't know yet until the big reveal at the World Tour Finals at the end of this month on January 26th through the 27th is when we'll find out which Universe Eleven characters come into the game. So do you think we should keep our expectations low on that one, or should it be cut? Or or do you think they're gonna big bomb or not bomb like a big like there's gonna be a big reveal it's gonna get people talk it's gonna get people back interested in the game if they weren't already interested well bring something to bring new players what do you think it's gonna i think um well dragon ball fighter z broke a lot of fighter records i think they were the one who broke um i can't remember the game now the for the one the game that won the record for every year it won the best fighter game dragon ball z Dragon Ball Fighter Z sold that from it, so this game's way up there in top. It's top fighter game. I'm gonna say Street Fighter just because that's the only game I could think of that's like regarded as being the pinnacle of fighting games. So if it's not Street right. Fighter, someone can correct us. <laughs> I know if I dig my notes up, it was in one of our early like episode two or three podcasts. I mentioned this, but I don't want to dig through all that now. But we can 
that's all I just want to bring up. That someone else can coming. dig through it for <laughs> us, and then they can get back to us, and they could write in on our Facebook page, which is Gamer Jester's podcast on Facebook, and they could write to us and tell not write to us, you know, type to us, yeah. and be like, "That's what it was," because we're too lazy to do the work. So that could work. <laughs> but uh, you're saying all for we're speaking of fighting games. I know Mortal Kombat 11 is coming out, and that is going to also be huge. I don't think it's going to take the title from Dragon Ball Fighter, but you never know. We got huge news with that. We have Ronda Rousey, the baddest woman on the planet, is voicing (laughs) a character in that game. Sonya Blade. Sonya Blade. Uh, yeah. The recurring joke, though, is unfortunately that, that she's going to, much like she left UFC, she's going to have her character leave Mortal Kombat 11 and then just j- randomly appear in WWE 2K20. Hmm. <laughs> it could work. It's a funny joke. It's a stupid joke. but Sonya Blade uh, or R- Ronda herself? I guess they were just trying to make the joke since Ronda's vo- voicing her. They're going to have Sonya do that. I don't know. Huh. But um, that'll add know. some spice to WWE. A little blood, a little uh, gut removing, a little heart ripping well, they, out. They they said uh, basically it's going to be a lot of people making fatality videos of Sonya just getting her head kicked off like Ronda did in UFC. So <laughs> when she lost the Holly Helms or whatever her name was, and uh, for, forgive me if that's the wrong name, but. But yeah, no, well, so basically, yeah, uh, Rhonda's in that. And uh, I think that's great because, you know, Rhonda is a huge gamer. She's a huge geek. She's a huge Dragon yeah, Ball Z that's fan. why I'm big on, on She came out into the WWE wearing a Vegeta shirt, and that's where she yeah. won me over right there. She had the over 9,000 shirt on, and uh, yeah. she big. She knows her stuff. She's a big geek. She knows a lot about Pokemon. She knows a lot about anime. Uh, all that kind of stuff. So I think she's a good fit for being a video game. And I, I'm going to have to hear it. But do you have anything else to share on that about Ronda Rousey appearing or something new? Because well, they, they did have uh, a reveal yesterday, I believe. Uh, two days ago, actually. Two days ago. I watched it. It was live on Twitch. I watched about half. It was four hours long. I watched about half of it. And it was really good. They pretty much, they really focused on Sonya's part of it, showing off all of her fighting through the tournament and all that. And she was actually doing the opposite of what you were saying. She was the one doing the decapitation of the decapitation. Now, the question I have, though, is I didn't watch it. So is she included in the game automatically? Is she a pre-order bonus? Is she a DLC? As What's every, the story? As every Mortal Kombat, she's a base character. She's right there from the get-go. You can get her right away. She's not one of the added-in later ones. Okay, so that's good, at least for people who are going to be looking forward to that, that they don't have to shell out the extra $5 for a character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you never know. So is it something, I mean, I, I'm i on the fence about it. Like I said, I, uh, I'm i probably going to get it. I, I've always liked the Mortal Kombat series. Uh, yeah, re- actually, recent years, it's been a little stale, but this looks like the one uh, that might kind of reinvigorate it a bit. Nine was actually really good. I really like nine. I skipped ten because I just didn't get time. But I really wanted the way nine the story ended. I really want to see ten, so I have to get ten before eleven get because 10. I need to see the 11 story. Eleven is coming out soon, so get ten while you can. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be jumping in there quick. Speaking but, of jumping in quick, if you're finished up with our Mortal Kombat discussion, I yeah. have a complete 180 for us all together. Yeah, we can it would move be on. the Consumer Electronics Show, which took place last weekend, actually. Um, I'm not sure for those out there who don't know what the Consumer Electronics Show is. It's basically a huge technology show 
it shows off all the latest technology from you know all, all big companies sony lg uh, people who make vacuums dishwashers you know all these giant companies whose names i cannot think of right now they all had uh you know they all have a presence there but i'm going to focus on mostly the the gaming news and if you've heard any of this feel free to add in what your input htc vive uh they are they're coming out with uh the pro i and this is a vr headset that tracks your eye movement and requires no controllers huh. so it follows your eyes interesting i know they have those eye trackers like you always see that uh the youtube now the eye huh? tracking challenge if you've seen that going on yet they have been working on these eye tracking a lot lately, so that'd be interesting to throw them into this headset now. Yeah, they show that off, and it looks really interesting. The only question I have, though, is, like, if you are a person who has, like, either one eye or, like, a glass eye, and you can't roll, you know, your eyes because you have a glass eye, how, is, how, is it going to—I don't think it's going to work. I don't know. I don't know how the technology—how advanced the technology is for that, to, or can, is it capable of tracking one eye— and then just replicating that on the other side. That I don't know. It might be able to just take the one eye, but we'll have to wait till it comes out and see. Well, that was one of the big ones. Another one is, these already exist for the most part. Uh, Razer Turret uh, for Xbox One. It's a $250 gaming keyboard, and it also has a sliding tray for a mouse, so you can emulate, you know, playing on a... Some Xbox games do support this, some don't. Uh, but the difference with this is this is the first one, one of the first ones to be like completely wireless, whereas a lot of them evidently aren't. I don't know a lot about the you know gaming keyboards for Xbox or and how they work on Xbox, but this one has a little sliding tray under it that you know you're supposed to be able to put your mouse on it, and you don't even have to worry about. You could just do it from the comfort of your lap, I guess. And, hmm. <laughs> That was one of their their big push. The one that I was kind of most excited for, uh, not really excited for, but I thought was the coolest, was called Square Off, and it was a robotic chessboard. Basically, you can play against anyone in the world, or you can just play on the board itself. It uses like these little magnetic things in the board to control the chess pieces. So basically, if you were playing, if you and I were playing, we're both in different states. So if we're on our app and I make the chess move on my phone it will move it on the board for me and then when you do yours both of our boards are going to show the movement huh. uh, so it's a really cool looking thing it's a little pricey it's like 300 some dollars but it looks really cool and uh, you can play against anyone in the world and uh, it's a novelty but i think it's cool it's the technology is definitely cool with that and yeah, it's great how these technologies moving up. I see. I mean, like with that, they're using that same technology from that board. They're using it like businesses are getting that now too. But uh, it's more exciting to use it for gaming, though. I was gonna say the places I've seen it, and I'm not trying to sound like perverted. Does a lot of sex toy companies have been using that same technology? So it's interesting that it can kind of you know be used. To, well, kind of be it, it can be used elsewhere, and it's not just you know. <laughs> A different yeah. kind of pleasure, I guess, if you will. But uh, the only other thing that was really cool about that, there was like a, a Pong table. You remember Pong? Yeah. It's a Pong coffee table, and it just basically had like a digital Pong display, and there was like a, these little knobs, and there's a Pong table. It was goofy looking, but it was cool. But the uh, uh, the last highlight they had was the Zotec Mech Mini, a small, sleek gaming PC. 
I know a lot of people who are looking to get gaming PCs, they can they don't really like the size because they're massive. Uh, this one is little, this one is basically the equivalent of the size if you look at like the Wii. It's kind of got that size to it. Hmm, so it's a small is, little <laughs> and it evidently fits all in and it's supposed to be like that's supposed to be the no price or anything has been announced, but that's supposed to be the main selling point. So those were just some of the highlights from this the consumer electronics show. If it uh, has I just think that's always size interesting. Of a Wii and it has the power of a gaming PC. I imagine that's going to first cost a lot, but that would be really interesting to have. I just don't know how you know they are going to do that with making sure that things stay cool and don't overheat. If they can find a way to do that with, because if it's that small, my my worry is the cooling system. Yeah, that's just my worry. That's the biggest thing. They're making everything smaller, but they're losing more room for the heat to expand out, and that's one problem with a lot of consoles now overheating and everything because they're mm-hmm. so crammed together. That's one. So thing. that's my concern with that. Yeah, but, but uh, it could it could be good. But speaking of, uh, you know, Wii-like consoles and things that are the size of the Wii, our good friend Soulja Boy <laughs> is back at it again. Nice transition. <laughs> um, this time, after Nintendo Superman that hoe, uh, he decided, not only am I going, I'm just going to try it, I'm just going to go completely lazy, and I'm going to drop ship consoles that resemble the PS Vita that are only supposed to be like $33 on uh, the the Chinese knockoff websites, AliExpress and all the other ones, but he's selling them on his website for $100. (laughs) Soldier Boy, what the hell are you doing? He needs to get that money back to make up for a Nintendo lawsuit. I guess so. It didn't work out the first time. So Sony's going to go after him now. I don't know what he's doing. (laughs) He really doesn't understand what lawsuit means. Oh, my God. You're going to see him come out with, like, a really terrible song now. And it's going to just try to, like, to make up for And people will eat it up. It will be terrible. But, yeah, that's... I I just... I can't take him seriously anymore. But speaking of lawsuits, (laughs) that's another perfect example we have uh forza for horizon is that what the game's called yeah. i don't follow the yeah. forza series so correct me if i'm wrong you got it but they just removed the floss dance and the carlton dance <laughs> from there i guess you could do the emotes before or after the races i'm not familiar with how that yeah, works but... it's like a little taunting system they have and uh yeah so they they removed, there was pressure, I guess, for them to remove those two dances. And the thing is, it's very hard. These lawsuits for these dances are a little weird because it's very hard to actually copyright body movement. Yeah. I mean, look at Fortnite when they took the dances and the people who made the dances came after them. And Fortnite won that because of that reason that you can't really copyright. It's hard to copyright yeah. dance moves. And Fortnite ended up winning, so they kept it. Because basically, we'd be in a situation where every time someone does them, they'd have to be paying royalty, and that just doesn't happen because it's very, very hard to copyright body movement because you can't. If there's a whole like legal <laughs> reasoning behind it, but basically, 
these are just frivolous lawsuits that I don't think are going to get anywhere. Now, I would be shocked. I would be absolutely shocked if they did, you know, get into that. But before we get into a completely different topic, I did want to mention, when we're talking about lawsuits, and we're talking about controversial things, um, there was the whole Jesus Strikes Back game. That was supposed to launch last week, you know, on the 15th as an alpha. Evidently, there's a rumor going on around that the game might not be existing at all, and it's just some sort of marketing strategy for something else or some sort of publicity stunt to get awareness to that developer. Because allegedly, last second, the publisher pulled out. And then they released a note saying, oh, you know, if we don't find a new publisher by the end of the month, we're going to just release ourselves. I mean, so it I don't strongly know. seem that way, judging by the law of the background check that we're getting and everything. Yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm at this point wondering if it's a real game or controversy. If it's just trying, you know, a publicity, if it is a publicity stunt, what's it a publicity stunt for? <laughs> I'm not sure. Question I don't have the answer to. Yeah. But, uh, so I know you had some movie news or something that oh, you wanted to, yeah, to bring so up. Just one, actually, this week. But um, so after the big flop of the last Ghostbusters reboot, they've actually been working on a new movie that will take the place uh, right after the original two. It's set to come out in summer of 2020. So who's returning? Who is the is it an original? Is it the original cast? They're all well, still living. That's that's <laughs> the uh, uh, what's Jason Retzman, the director of it all. He isn't saying yet if Bill Murray and Dan and Ernie Hudson, if they'll be returning or not to the new movie. But he told the um, he told we Entertainment Weekly that we have a lot of wonderful surprises and new characters for the audience to meet. So can we just might... agree agree that as long as Melissa McCarthy doesn't come back to it, <laughs> and that's headline right in the next topic, he said. He kind of made it like a little, um, yeah, the movie was, the reboot was great. I like what they did with those actresses. It seemed a little forced, honestly. I don't think he really liked the movie either. Uh, you know, it was, it, yeah, God. He did it, even it mention was, it, right after that, he terrible. did say that the cast from the reboot will not make any cameos or appearances in this movie at all. So he See, the problem that. with, the problem was, I think it was at that point where they were just going on the bandwagon of, we want to do an all-female reboot because right now, female empowerment is a huge thing. And a lot of people want to jump on that bandwagon. You know, a lot of people do that. Uh, WWE was a big, per, a big one of doing that. Once Ronda Rousey became big in UFC, they're like, oh, we have women too. And, you know, you see it all over, you know, all over sports. Uh, Serena Williams was kicking ass and in tennis. And then people were just like thinking, oh, wow, women can do things. Yeah. So then they, then it kind of loses the whole female empowerment thing when you're doing it for a bandwagon effect, which I think is what Ghostbusters did. I think they they got on the wrong train with that. Yeah, them and many others. They, they had the right idea, but they had the wrong uh, execution of it. I mean, it definitely it could have been done with an all female cast. I'm not saying it couldn't have done been, but I think the timing and how they did it and the people they got for the cast. God, Melissa McCarthy, Jesus, no, <laughs> I, I have nothing against her. Uh, she's just, she's, she's just, oh, God, I can't. She's just not. I don't know. She's got a type of comedy that you. She's very annoying, and I think if you. Some people like that, 
but it doesn't fit in with everything. And this was a case of that. That's the best way I could describe that. But then you have someone like Kristen Wiig, who's amazing. So <laughs> at everything. So it's like, I don't know. I guess I, mean, I guess I don't keep up with pop much. So I actually didn't know any of the female cast and I didn't really, none of them caught any interest for me. So that was for, for me. I know Kristen Wiig the best as being the voice of Lola from the Looney Tunes show and the remake uh... of the Looney Tunes show. And she, uh, of course, you know, she stole the show and that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, we're talking about canceled. Uh, you had said, uh, you know, movies and things that were canceled. Yeah. We have a, uh, we have a canceled Star Wars game to discuss. That was, that was really hard. Well, I don't know. At first I was looking at it and it brought back old flashbacks of when they canceled the original Star, the Star Wars when Disney first bought Star Wars rights and they canceled that really big it was supposed to be like a Mass Effect kind of Star Wars game they canceled that and I was really looking forward to it now this one I was watching it was a huge open world Star Wars game and like you can explore all of the universe of Star Wars go to any of the planets go to Alderaan go to uh, Dagobah play as a scoundrel or a bounty hunter and big yeah uh, work with different factions across the Star Wars universe there was a lot of things that it looked like a big thing but you know, EA Vancouver was the one behind it, and so what did they did they say the reason for canceling it? Besides, it wasn't very. I know they had said, "Oh well, it wasn't very far in development," but was there yeah. any other actual like? <laughs> There's only speculation that Disney themselves they went in, they didn't really like it, so they told EA, "Scrap it, it's done." They don't want like I guess they wanted EA or both EA is. The business, the leaders of it are really like rush, rush. They're all kind of, uh, mm-hmm. we they want this done. Too, so. Yeah, they don't, they don't realize <laughs> how long game development takes. So I guess they gave it this much time and they saw how little was done. And they said, you know what? Forget it. Scrap it. You didn't do this much as what we wanted. I don't care if it'll be a good game. Get rid of it. Well, the that's other kind of thing the... that scares me a bit is when you talk about Disney and them wanting to scrap things. I think that might be a thing that we see a lot of going forward with any Disney-owned properties because, as I've mentioned before, especially when it came to like things like Kingdom Hearts, Disney is very protective of their IP. They're very protective of how their image is portrayed. Yeah. And now that they own Star Wars, whereas something like this could have been amazing 10 years ago because of the endless possibilities, now it's going to be a lot more limited because... At the end of the day, Disney owns the world and they get the final inputs. So, yeah. and plus, look at how they already uh, when Star Wars started getting a lot of hate on because they were really, really taking bad decisions with it, and only the it was the hardcore Star Wars fans all pulled out. And like comparing the revenue and all that from the seven, which had all the hardcore Star Wars fans, versus what eight brought in, versus when everyone pulled out and how much uh, hate they were getting. They canceled all. There was like twelve Star Wars movies they had planned out, and they yeah, canceled. There was all so of them. much potential, and then Disney just did, they did their thing, and I don't know. It's that's why I get nervous when I hear anything about Disney. Like they they mostly handled Marvel well, surprisingly. To a point, there's some things like Marvel was on a downfall for a while. I didn't really like any of the movies that were coming out until. Infinity Wars was actually it was hit or miss. It was like it was a lot of really boring parts. Then it got a little good. Then it was like kind of boring. Then it was a lot of predictability. So Infinity Wars was up and down. 
But I think for the most part, they're not messing with it too much to the point where, because they know how toxic, I want to say, that, you know, Marvel fans can be. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they, they're very cautious with it. They know, you know, everything that, you know, Stan Lee had created as far as that goes is very iconic and very well, uh, well cherished. So they don't want to do too much to damage that whole image I as far will, as that which is i will say you definitely see um with joss whedon out his writing the change you see his writing left the avengers and you do see disney's like what's the word i'm thinking for when uh they do something and you know it's them who did it kind of thing. they disneyfied it i don't know the yeah, word i know what you're kinda, going at with you they do what they do in like all of their shows. They did it. They, in they, they added well. that Disney fluff. That <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where they Good can't one. they can't build one character up without belittling another character type of thing. So you know, in the next Marvels movie, you know, and the Marvels movie, uh, the uh, next Avengers movie, you're gonna have like Thor singing uh, a song with Hulk about friendship and. Well, it's not it's know? not not that bad yet. <laughs> and then for no reason Elsa is gonna she's got magic power so she's just gonna be an honorary member of the Avengers yeah, I probably but... just pissed off so many people just saying that but no I mean <laughs> Not <laughs> you could there. see it yeah. but uh, so finally enough I think you know with that being said we had one speaking of controversy the biggest controversial think... topic we'll probably have tonight and in general we have Ubisoft. Uh, Ubisoft, which is not really known for their controversy, but, you know, Assassin's Creed, uh, evidently they, a lot of people are upset by choices that you make in the Assassin's Creed is it, uh, Odyssey yeah. game. I forgot the name of it for a second. <laughs> they all blend together for me. But, you know, as you know, in Assassin's Creed, you're going through flashbacks. Now, people were upset because evidently they had the option of having, you know, same-sex relations. But then that didn't alter the outcome. And people were getting upset because the choices that they allegedly made had no impact on the story. So they were getting all upset about it. I would understand the frustration if the intended story flowed in that direction. Like if they were saying, oh, you know, we, you can do this and it will actually affect this. But because yeah. of the whole ancestral thing and how passing the memories and all that, exactly. you, need to have a, you need to have a baby. <laughs> yeah, they, I, I see a lot of people, like I even saw comments where they were saying, I forget the character's name, but they were saying, well, when I play the game, I put myself in this role, the person, and I didn't want to be with this woman. I, my character didn't want to have a baby. And I was like, well, you're not really playing an interactive choice game. They give you that to have fun, but it's not really, it's a linear story-based game. You're yeah, kind so of this is So you can have a little bit of fun. They do it in all the games. The, uh... The Elder Scrolls games and a lot of... Um... Exactly, yeah. You can choose who you want to marry and all that, but it changes the game not at all. It still follows the same path, the same line. But there well, were... see, my problem, my problem is I don't think the game would make sense if you could change your path. Because then you'd have to have... You'd go into a situation where you'd have to have several different stories going on. 
And that seems way too involved for Ubisoft to be like, well, we're we going <laughs> to, you know? Yeah. We got to keep it simple. Plus, it makes no sense if uh, they jump into a same-sex marriage and they don't have a kid, like people were saying they didn't want their character to have the kid, then the game wouldn't even work out because then you wouldn't be able to view the memory. You wouldn't be seeing your memories because there would be no kid. But that's what I don't think people are understanding. I think people are taking it out of context in the way where they're not looking at it from the perspective of the story. They're just looking at it from the perspective of, hey, we want to be angry about something. And this is what we're going to be angry about. That's true. Now, we call it the hate train going through. The hate train. Now, I would say there is nothing, you know, nothing wrong with being upset about that particular choice, you know, that particular, the way that they handled But the backlash over it when it was not ever the intended situation for the story, I think, is where people need to kind of back off a bit and be like, you know, hey, this is... This is, you know, they're giving us this option, but it's not an option that's related to the story. And if you look at history too, around the time where this game, this game's taking place, it wasn't, com- it was very common for the men to have same-sex relations with other men, and then the women were just used for reproduction. So that was a very common thing back <laughs> in that time period. Yeah, so, that was how times have changed from there. Not the very game, much. <laughs> the game is staying historically accurate for well, for the most part. I mean, there's some discrepancies, but it's staying historically accurate, and it's also staying true to its own story, which is also the same story, which is you know canon with the rest of the Assassin's Creed games that all basically have the same kind of thing going on with the whole flashbacks and all of that. Yeah. So it's staying true to all of that. So thing I, that, the, the sucky oh. thing about it, though, is that uh, it's only a small portion of people who are even mad about this. All the people who are big on, like, probably not even huge gamers. There might be some of them, but more of them are just there to get a movement going type to of thing. Incite the, to incite it, yes. Yeah, because I, a lot of the, the gamers huge. I've talked, especially the gamers that I've talked to within the LGBT plus, 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 whatever it's at now, community that I've talked to. I say that because I, I, I can say that. Um, but no, they, a lot of them that I talked to, you know, gay people, bi people, uh, they felt like, hey, it was great to have that representation, which, you know, as, you know, a person who's in that community, it is great for them to have that representation. I agree with that because, yes. you know, they, they feel the, like they're included. Not a bad thing. You're the person to talk about it, being part of that community. They can't hate on you for being, hey, you exactly. are prejudiced. But no, you know, I'm just saying a lot of people in the community, they understood where the game was going. So I think, as you said, it was a lot of people who, from outside sources, who maybe they're not necessarily gamers. They're just people who want to start the movement. They associate with the community, but they're not gamers. So they don't know what they're talking about. And it's kind of how things get twisted. And that's where that's where that is. And but yeah, you know. And like I, I don't saying, think Ubisoft should have issued an apology either. They issued, a, yeah, I thought I don't think that of, one. I didn't think they needed to, honestly. You know, as like I said, you know, as you said, as I'm a person of that community, I, I felt they did. I wasn't offended. I mean, I was like, hey, it's great that you know there's those choices for you know, especially yeah, young younger people. Yeah, especially for the younger people who are like, you know, hey, you know, I'm different, but I could be represented in a game. That's cool for them, but it doesn't, you know, necessarily mean that because 
they have that choice in the game that they still could understand that, you know, there's a story that needs to be told within the game and it needs to be told within a certain way. So there's people who understand that and then the people who don't took it too far. Yeah, and it's the why. sad thing <laughs> is the people who, like, don't, there's only a few of them. There's not even a huge amount of them. I mean, there's enough to make, like, to get a little movement going, but it's not even the majority of the people. It's just mm-hmm. they're so loud about it that that's what news gets out. But everywhere you see, it's all these people against them and, like, what? This is... They're going way too far with this. And and then that's where you get in a situation of things looking really bad for the people who are who do understand it, who do understand where the developers are coming Because then the minority make the rest, the minority make the majority who understand what's going on look bad. And it happens, it doesn't just happen in, you know, the LGBT, it happens in every, you know, every kind of community, any kind of thing like that. You know, when you have hard, you know, hardcore feminists who, you know, who there are feminists who are making women's rights very crucial and very important but then you have the hardcore ones who ruin it for the majority who understand what's going this is like the same thing i'm you know i'm not trying to say anything negative about anyone it's just each 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 thing each <laughs> each click each faction whatever you want to call it of life they all have those bad few apples who kind of ruin it for everybody else and give the rest a bad name so that's all i'm saying about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah not a bad thing. What? With that? I mean, topic, in this situation, it's a bad thing. But I mean, I'm not yeah. saying anything negative. About it. So that, <laughs> just to clarify, I'm just. Trying. Yep. I don't want people to write hate mail and saying you're doing this. <laughs> you're well, terrible. No matter what route you get, you'll get that. And true, true. Actually, speaking of hate mail, we have gotten hate mail. We haven't got. We have gotten. You know, I have had people on Twitter who do like what we're doing with this podcast. So for those who have actually message me personally i do appreciate it i do appreciate your fan mail and all that and everything that you know you guys have been saying that have been positive even some of, no, no one's really said anything negative but you know if they would I, it's, it's all welcome criticism honestly but we definitely appreciate our fans so with that being said i think it's important to say that you know we do have a facebook fan page we are on facebook like it interact we have had some interactions this week it's great to see uh, we do have, you know, some planned things for that you guys that are special. Maybe some giveaways coming up, some exclusive Facebook content. If you're on Twitter, Instagram, use the hashtag GamerJesters. I'm sorry if I'm talking too much, but I just <laughs> want to get this all out before our time ends up in just a minute here. So, anything you want to add to to any of anything before we close out? No, that's pretty much all. Check us out. Come talk to us on either Facebook or Discord. Tweet at us at Twitter. And be sure to uh, leave a like or comment. All right. I think that wraps it up. I think, you know, we've touched upon a lot of things. We got a little heavy towards the end. So, you know, guys, I a disclaimer. Things that we say here were not meant to offend anyone or anything like that. So please don't twist anything or take it the wrong way. If you do, we'd be happy to discuss, you know, things with you. So, but just a disclaimer because, you know, it happens. But uh, so thank you guys for listening. And this, you know, was a, this was a fun episode. We have plenty more planned for you this year. So yeah, until Take then, it away. see you guys next week. Have a good night.